Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mama's cooking. My mama's cooking. Why? Why? Get a little taste of mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Get a little taste of mama's cooking. Why? Why? Get a little taste of mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Get a little taste of mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. There's a new sheriff in town, bitches. Get a little taste of mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Get a little taste of mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Mama's cooking. Fuck you, Tom. My mama's cooking. My mama's cooking. My mama's cooking. Bitch, you can't do it. What up? What up? What up? What up? Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I got brother King Randall backstage. I see him backstage, so I know he's ready to go. Hope y'all ready. Been waiting on this for a while. Some of it been a little bit of my stuff. Going on inside, but we here now. That's all that. Hope this flag don't bother too many of you, because I know when I had this flag up here, it kind of make all y'all mad, because somehow a lot of people don't like this flag. But uh, so I decided to attach it to my mic so you can see it all the time. Hope it don't bother you though. <laughs> but let me add the brother on. What's up, boss? I'm good. You hear me, what? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cool. All right. How you doing, man? How's it going? Man, I'm good. Glad to be here. We finally made it happen. Man, what you say? <laughs> yeah, made it happen. Yes, sir. Man, can you introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about King Randall? I know a lot of people already know who you are, but for the people who don't, uh, just give them a little background on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm King Randall. I just recently turned 22 years old uh, a few months ago in July. Um, I have a youth organization called the X for Boys. We work with young men in the city of Albany, Georgia, ages 11 to 17. I'm teaching them skill trades, how to work on cars, work on houses, firearms training, wilderness training, um, et cetera. We do uh, welding, you name it. We've done a lot of things uh, to teach these boys. Uh, we're the only standing re uh, rehabilitation program for juvenile offenders in Southwest Georgia. Uh, mm -hmm. So a lot of these children are kind of going into the juvenile court system and, and they're, just, they're just there. Um, right. There's no rehab for them, you know, after they get out. So they, it's kind of like a, a never-ending cycle. Mm -hmm. um, and right now in Albany, we are number one in poverty. Um, and I think we're like top three for crime uh, in Georgia. Uh, so, you know, we have a lot of issues here. And most of it comes, you know, with uh, our young kids not having things to do, not having any recreation, and nobody able to be there consistently uh, with them. Uh, so I've been housing these kids with me. They've been actually living with me. Uh, this past summer, I had 36 kids that I boarded for two months. Uh, fed them every day at no cost to their parents, et cetera. Uh, many of you may know me from the Roland Martin interview. Um, oh, yeah. Some of you, yeah, <laughs> some of you may know me from a few other places. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of just like a, a brief idea of what I do. And right now we're in the process of opening the Life Preparatory School for Boys in the city of Albany, Georgia. We'll be opening up a boarding school for boys in fall of 2022. It was mm -hmm. supposed to be open now, but we had a few issues. Right. Oh, I know you system. said a few issues. Yeah, <laughs> so... <laughs> So we had to get pushed back. So yes, sir. Well, let me ask you this: See, since you brought up uh, Roland Martin, because that's how you were in it, that's how you were introduced to me. Um, I mm -hmm. was actually watching uh, the Roland Martin show. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't know much about you. Didn't didn't even really get a chance to hear much about your story on there. So that's why. I yes, sir. Wanted you to tell us about yourself, but. How did that make you feel on uh, Roland Martin's show? The way it was like cringe worthy to me. I'm like, this brother got to be, <laughs> he got to be on to something. 
for an elder like that, instead of embracing what you're doing, you, you're actually doing the work. And I want to applaud you for, uh, for being such a young brother and, and doing the work that you're doing. But how did that make you feel being on Roland Martin and being treated like that? Uh, well, I definitely appreciate the, you know, the words. But, um, you know, honestly, uh, Roland and I had got into it on Twitter before, and I still res respect him regardless. Um, he's still the elder. Um, but, you know, uh, we got into it on Twitter um, once before because um, I was actually a big fan of Roland's before. I used to watch his show sometimes and things like that. I didn't agree with everything, but um, one day uh, he, I made a tweet, you know, saying that, you know, black people, you know, we should start doing for self in our community. And I'm like, you know, this is time out for waiting on government. Sure, we can use government funding sometime, et cetera, when, we, when it's good, but we have a problem with just waiting. And so I made a video and he shared it and called me an idiot. And I was like, how am I an idiot for saying we should start, you know, giving up and doing stuff for ourselves in our community? Or whatever. So he shared that and um, I, I ignored it. I really didn't respond to it and I moved past it. Then um, came the voting rights, uh, uh, whatever happened with voting rights, but I kept telling him that's not my fight. I'm like, I work with children. I don't really get right. into politics and stuff. Right. So he wanted to bring me on the show anyway. So I was like, all right, bet. So I came on the show. Mind you, he didn't bet who I was before I came on the show. So he had no idea what I do or who I was. And, um, you know, we were talking about the voting thing and I kept saying, that's not my fight. I believe right, you I need to be it. doing for self. Right. And then, and then I told him, you know, what I had been doing, et cetera. And obviously he hadn't bet it before I come on the show. And uh, maybe two weeks later, no, excuse me, two months later, uh, somebody got a hold of it, um, took a clip and put it on social media. I woke up the next morning and all my social media exploded, um, mm -hmm. from that, from that interview. And, um, and I, like I said, I appreciate him for bringing me, you know, on and giving me his platform because it definitely helped we got a whole lot in our boys and our program, um, and we're able to keep our program free. Uh, so much respect to him. Um, I've offered for him to come and help, you know, us with, with our efforts down in Albany. So if he decides to come and help one day, then what, that's what cool. Think? He never responded yet. Like, he didn't see it. He, re <laughs> he responded to everything else, but we're responding to my call to action. You know, let's come do some work. I've been doing a free breakfast for our community right now every other Saturday. Invited him to that. I invited him to come speak to the kids. Everything. So... That's that's on him, you know. See, for you, not coming. You nice, you're nicer than I am. See, I, <laughs> I, call, I call people like that uh, weak weasels. Uh, they just talk. Like uh, I used to respect Roland Martin, and I could respect him as a man. Mm -hmm. But what I saw, I think everybody else saw. We saw a uh, 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 elder that we respected for his intelligence disrespect the young man that is doing the work. And like you said, I saw him kept trying to spin you back to what he wanted to talk to you about. Right. It's like, man, that is corny. This is a young brother. If he don't, if he don't know something that you know, or if he's not interested in doing that, don't force it on him. Let's right. talk. You brought this man on your show to talk about something that he's actually doing, not about something that you want him to do. So right. I thought that, yeah, it was a good thing that he brought you on so that everybody else could see the disrespect. Cause, uh, yeah, me, I, like, like, yeah, like I told him, I'm like, we, we, again, I don't have a problem with voting. I think, you know, voting is excellent, et cetera. But I'm telling you, I'm, 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 it's, it's, we've been selling it to a point where we can't move forward. Like if we had people, like we pay billions of dollars in marketing voting, like mm -hmm. literally marketing voting, like billions of dollars, people right. paying people to door knock, paying people to do this, put stuff on their cars, bumper stickers. Imagine us doing that for, for us buying land. Let's go door knock for us to go open, open up our own grocery stores. Let's Hello. go door knock for us to go open up something that will help our communities. We're not door knocking for none of that stuff. We're just door knocking for nonsense. You know, yeah. these same politicians keep doing the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. We keep giving them our votes with no tangible. They put us first. I mean, we put them first and they put us last. You know, right. we'll get no tangibles. We put them in office. 
Then we got the NAACP president running around here talking about some, listen, we put you in office, don't fail us again. Again? What you mean, again? You mean to tell me we voted for them after we they admitted we failed us? Come on, dog. You know, that's, that, that'd be we my problem. Our that's why I knew this no. was going to be a great interview because that'd I be my problem. It in you. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, uh, I think Snoop Dogg did an interview with The Breakfast Club, mm -hmm. and, and he was talking about the difference between being with Death Row and being with Master P. And mm -hmm. he, he said a statement. He said, if you don't have land, you don't have nothing. Yeah. And so that's what I was talking when when I got into my little spat with these guys. And, I you know, I, the first thing I would say is, I got land. Like, I don't want to hear what you got to say. Me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I bought 40 acres from my boys back in March. My granddaddy always told me to own some dirt. So the first thing I did when, when our boys, you know, um, we started raising money and stuff, the first thing I did was went and bought them 40 acres. We got 40 acres right here in the city of Albany. We plan to teach them boys wilderness training, growing their own food, and put a fresh food market over there. And we also going to be teaching the boys how to build houses. We'll be building houses for homeless veterans and single mothers um, in that neighborhood. Man. And those single mothers will be from the boys that I'm actually raising right now. So they'll be able to build their mom their own house. You know, that'll Man. be something really um, beautiful. But that's what we're doing with the 40 acres. And we're going to keep buying more land because land is, is, is independence. Um, that's Man. how you become independent. If you don't own nothing, how you go, how you run around here talking about we going to ask the government. I got Jordans, though. I got Jordans, though. Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on, oh, man. I got a bitly. I got a bitly. I got a bitly. No, we, we, we so obsessed with trying to uh, to to look good for folks. And I have to get on to my boys about it all the time. Like, we mm -hmm. we so obsessed with imitating the social life of the white man. I had a, Ooh, I had a, uh, 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 man, I had an argument with a guy at my old job one time because he was like, well, I feel like we need to go buy Nice colors and stuff to show them that we can do it too. I'm like, show white folks we can do like stop it. Like I said, why is all this guy like 30 something? I was 19 at the time. Like this guy 30 something talking about we need to go buy all the fancy cars and clothes and stuff so we can show other folks we can do it. I don't care. That's what stupid. <laughs> go buy we have a land challenge. Like I see some of the rappers yes. buying land now. Uh, right. uh we, we saw um a young lady bought her boyfriend, I think uh which was it? Uh, I forgot her name. But I think she bought money bag, yo, 28 acres. Uh, I think uh, we saw uh, Young Thugger bought 100 acres. Mm -hmm. So we got we got guys starting to, I don't know if that had anything to do with me. I'm not going to take credit for that, but I applaud put, them. Put it, in, put it in the ether, man. When you exactly. put it in the ether, it is what it is. Exactly. And uh, can you tell them what it means to you to buy land? What is that importance? Because it sounds like an old school cat raised you like they raised me. What man. is the importance of having land? Let me tell you something. Well, I'm, I'm going to explain, you know, my how I grew up. So I had my former stepfather, my current stepfather, um, a guy across the street from us that drove trucks. I came to man down the street because these people had a candy lady. We had a candy man. And we had a crackhead that was two doors down. <laughs> All of these men in, in my neighborhood literally raised me. Mm -hmm. um, my former stepfather was a strict country boy. Uh, we built everything in the backyard. We built our sheds. We built our dog houses. We had rabbits, chickens, goats. We built all mm -hmm. their pens, like, with, with wire and, and wood. We built all our own traps. We killed squirrels. We skinned them, everything. Like, we did this. We had fruit trees in the yard. My, we ate everything that we grew. Um, my mama wanted to cook. We went outside and picked it. This was Ooh. me, like, like a yeah. few years, like, just a few years ago, because I'm only 22. So you're talking about 10 years ago, I'm yeah. out here picking my own food and, it helped, you know, I was, you know, stay healthy and stuff too. But we didn't really like know what we was doing at the time. He was just a country boy, right? Or whatever. So getting older and understanding, you know, how important that was, and even with the guy down the street from us, uh, the crack guy I was telling you about, 
if you go to that neighborhood right now, all of the, the mailboxes out there are brick mailboxes. Mm-hmm. He built all those mailboxes and we helped him. He taught us how to lay bricks. Uh, we closed in people's garages and everything. He'll do it for about $50. Close your whole garage in. Nice. <laughs> you just had to, you had to buy the equipment. Look, you <laughs> I said on my show one day, I say, remember, yeah. lady, we always had that guy. He might have not been all the way together. He might have been drinking on the job or whatever mm-hmm. else. But he would yeah. fix whatever you needed for $40, yeah. $50. You didn't yeah, they, was, about and they were teaching. Man, they was teaching. And, I, and that's one thing I respect. And so my granddad, um, he died when I was about six. But I remember he t- he always said, own dirt. He always said that, own you some dirt. Yeah. Um, and, and I went and bought, that's, that was my first land purchase. Now, I bought my house when I was 18. Um, and I have four acres of land at my house. And my granddad comes over here and he still grows food and stuff for me. Um, but um, on my 40 acres, I bought 40 full of trees and stuff. And, and it was so special to me because, like, man, I, I was 21 when I bought it. I'm like, dang, I'm 21 years old. But for my boys in the program to mm-hmm. see another young man out of all these people telling That's me what amazing. you can't do in, yeah. a, in a city where it's number one poverty and, and where all these boys are committing crime, et cetera, but you'd be able to see another 21-year-old kid go That's and do true. something. And amidst all the smears that I go through in my own hometown, all these people constantly talking about I'm a sold out and this, that, yeah. and third. These folks call me a sellout for not selling out. And it's 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 nuts, you know, but th- that's what I deal with. They see it and they see me still standing, they see yeah. me still being strong, and they see me ignoring all the haters and we keep on working. And um, and I definitely think, you know, that my upbringing is yeah. so important to me. Those men in my life, and I'm and I'm very grateful for all the men that helped raise me. Mm-hmm. Because they helped me be the man I am today. Yeah, and man, that's 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 special, man. All those people, shout out to all the people that helped raise you, even the crackhead. Because, like you say, um, it don't matter where a person is, and, and you know, as long as they're helping out, what he did on his time, that was his time. But obviously, he right. did a great job of showing you some skills. But how does it make you feel, the community that you fight so hard for, and you're trying to show a better way, and clearly you're doing it by example. How does it make you feel the same very people that you're fighting so hard for are the main ones against you? The scripture teaches us that Jesus said that a prophet is with honor everywhere except his hometown. Um, and that's something I had to come to discover. Um, yeah. Literally, I've watched like ever since um, the whole school system thing happened and I didn't accept and deal with them for them to come run my school. The smears started there. Um, after the Roland Martin thing happened, everything was all fine. I was everybody's hero for a while. But after the school system thing happened, because it was an elite that I was going against in Albany, uh, everybody dragged me. Pastors, other <laughs> nonprofit leaders, they all dragged me, like, from here to kingdom come. I'm yeah. about not accepting that deal. They're like, oh, you trying to get a black man fired from his job? I'm like, I'm not even coming after his job. My point is, Y'all tried to get me to sell my kids out for a dollar. And I told mm-hmm. y'all I was not about to do it. I will take back every statement I said about that school, et cetera, because you cannot give me a deal. Or mm-hmm. I'm coming to buy a building from you. Then you tell me that I can't operate a private or a charter school out of this said building that I'm buying unless you teach the curriculum. Son, I'm trying to get my kids out away from y'all. And you're going to tell me that I can't buy the building that's up for demolition? Yeah, I can't buy it unless you come and teach. So wait, 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 wait. You said it was up for demolition? Yes. And then they tried to go back. Now, mind you, I had to pull up receipts on them because they go and smear me in a newspaper. There's a whole newspaper article and everything. They say, oh, the building was up, wasn't up for demolition. I said, okay, well, you go to email receipts that show that, he, that, we, that it was up for demolition. Like, it was, it was a mess. And I was like, why they couldn't give the building? They say, well, 
we can only give the building if we can prove that you're buying it for public benefit. And I'm like, y'all, people got mad because it's a black face in a high place. And I keep telling them, this is a part of the same system that y'all keep claiming is anti-black. So why would you want me to become a part of the system? Now these same yeah. revolutionaries out here right now making posts because it's another guy running for a seat here and he's on the charter school uh, commission. And they're like, oh, he's trying to advocate to get kids out of the school system. He should be advocating for uh, fixing the school system. You idiot, you sound like a slave. It's like me saying, oh, well, the plantation was good enough for me, so why we can't just try to fix the plantation? Why we gotta get off the plantation? This sounds like some idiots, dog. And people actually listen to these folks. So That's I just, great. I just, I let them run their mouth and I keep on doing my work. I never respond. It's probably my yeah. first time I'm saying something. I never respond to them. Every week we doing book club, we doing our workshops still, we taking our kids on field trips, amidst all the smear. They talk to my boys about me and everything. Yeah. And I still continue to do the work because my boys never get phased because they're the only ones that get to see me be consistent with them all the time. They can call me, come stay at my house, they can call me to feed them, go up to their schools. They have no idea like the all the background work that goes on, you know, with working with my boys. So definitely all them, you know, hometown smears, it's all good, it's expected. Um, it is what it is. Um, I just I just roll with the punches and keep moving because what's gonna happen is all these kids gonna grow up to be grown men one day, and this, gonna is, what's gonna change the, this is what's gonna change the city of Albany. I keep telling them I'm not expecting none of the older cats to fix it. We can keep voting for all these same politicians, keep voting for all these people in our wars to fix whatever. It's not gonna happen until we raise 300 men of ballot. That is mm -hmm. it. That is the only yeah. way it's gonna change, and it's gonna change with those young people, including myself. I'm yeah. still young, so that's how it's gonna work. Man, it sounds like you are experiencing the same thing I experienced. Like I kept, oh yeah, I kept wondering, like, why don't things ever change? We got so much, so many black people with money. You know, when I come in, I came into my money. I'm like, oh, we could just place money here, do this, do that. Mm -hmm. And then I learned in my hometown that, oh no, you can't just do that. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I remember uh, there was a time when I would go home. I got pulled over almost 36 times in the two months that I was there. Mm -hmm. I had a lawsuit that I was going to do against my hometown, uh, but one of my brothers had did something, so they kind of mm -hmm. swapped out his case to, for me okay. to drop my lawsuit. Mm -hmm. But I, I definitely understand what you're talking about. There, there's a system in place, and I keep telling them that there's a go-along, get-along gang, and the yep. biggest tier of the go-along, get-along gang is our own people. They yes. They put black faces in all positions in local government yep. and, and police officers. Some of them are black chiefs and mm -hmm. they will attack anybody who go outside of that good old boy system. And Man. that's what it sounds like you were experiencing. Man, let me tell you something. Man, I had, they had backroom meetings with me and told me to sit down and told me I'm doing too much. Yep. If I stay in good with them, they ain't going to yep. make sure that nobody bother me. They gonna tell me. They gonna, they, they gonna tell me that. Oh, uh, if, I told two Fortune 500 companies not to support you because you ain't you weren't listening. You don't listen to nobody. I'm like, why yeah. would I listen to y'all and y'all ideas is old and played out? Tell right. me why the biggest nicest building in the city of Albany, Georgia, is a church. The pastors, these same you know pastors, these same pastors, because they bought out by the same <laughs> system that the people that's going to that church claim are oppressing them. They gonna keep telling you crap to not let you be better because they benefit from you staying down. Cause why is the nicest building in our city where number one poverty, the mall's going to foreclosure, 
folks living in houses with holes in the roof and everything. But the nicest, biggest building here is a church. And you're going to tell me that I'm the problem for trying to open up a school for our kids. That church still, still got a building. It ain't never not got no building for <laughs> Man. Oh, let me answer this question, too. So, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. So, Tariq Nishi, uh, when I first went viral on um, with Rolling, Tariq Nishi goes and makes a, uh, this is the question I'm about to answer. Tariq Nishi goes and makes a, a post, and he says, um, well, King isn't from America. He had on a, uh, a dashiki picture in 2018. It was at an African-themed event, first of all. And yeah. I told him, exactly. And I said, even if I wasn't from America, I said, I was born here. All of my family was former slaves. Then he goes to say, oh, his daddy FBI agent. No, my daddy is not. My current stepfather is a retired police officer, and you may know him from the first 48, Detective Hardaway, DeKalb County. He had to work with he had to work with the FBI to solve murder cases, obviously. What's he is wrong not with a, that? I don't understand. And I keep telling them, they're like, oh, he's an agent. Oh my, he he he's trying to hurt the black people. I'm like, dude, I work with kids, bro. Don't like him because his dad helped lock up criminals. His stepdad don't like him because of that. <laughs> no, man, and, and he retired at that. He, and it was crazy. My mom married him when I was 16, and I wasn't even living with them. I was like, man. <laughs> not, not, none of that matters, and that's sad. That is uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care if your father was a cop right now or or a federal agent right now. If the goal is to change the community, if the goal is to educate our boys, if the goal is to get our young men in a better place than we are now, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. all for it. But this is what they won't tell you. The economy would almost crash if black men don't die. Just think mm -hmm. about how much money they make off black men dying and black men going into the prison system. Yeah. They, can't, they cannot educate us black males because mm -hmm. where would they get the money from? The system, the school systems, the prisons, the churches, all, all of them work in unison to make sure they all keep funding. The, the school's going to make sure the kids stay retarded. And, and excuse me if anybody doesn't like that word, but the school's going to make sure the kids is dumb. To mm -hmm. make sure they keep going to prison and make sure there ain't no rehab systems like where I live in Albany, Georgia. These kids is literally getting out of jail and going back. Juvenile court sends me these kids and I don't ask for no funding from them. I just get them. These parents calling me, etc. Or whatever, and then you're gonna tell you know um, me that I'm wrong for trying to get these kids out of the system that's literally hurting them. And I'm like, these kids can't even read. I'm gonna tell you something. I've worked with these kids since I was 19 years old. They've been in this same house, and my first year working with them and reading books with them for the first time to see how many of these kids could not read was a problem for me, bro. I'm telling you, I got six, seven, eight grade kids that cannot read cat dog. I promise you. It is so bad. What? Cat dog. I'm so serious, bro. These kids can't write or read. Then, I thought there was no I, child left behind, though. Look, though, then our school system goes and touts that we have, like, right now, we number one graduation rate in Georgia. We number one for poverty and number three for crime, but our graduation rate is number one in Georgia. You telling me that if I go take a study of all these kids that just graduated and see how many of them can read on grade level, they're going to be fine. Because these kids is not competing. These same jobs around here is saying these kids can't compete with, 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 uh, and get jobs because they can't read or write. These kids are graduating and going straight to jail. I got classmates that I, got, I just got one classmate. I hurt me to my heart. Uh, last year, I went to court for him. He goes to jail because his brother shot somebody and he hit the gun and he didn't know what happened to the brother. 30 years, man. I'm, he was 21. 
<laughs> we the same age right now. 30 years, this man got out of jail, so he's 50. I mean, he may get good behavior or whatever, maybe get parole. But, like, literally, like, this is what happens to, to our boys here in the city of yeah. Albany. And I'm just like, we really have to be consistent with them. And people keep saying, oh, these kids ain't got no recreation. They ain't got I'm like, bro, like, giving them a basketball and a football. And that's all they want to do. That's not going to help them. I'm like, they need literal mindset change. And people always ask, why do you keep the kids? Why, why do you uh, want boarding? Because I have to remove them from their their environment. Exactly. Most, most of their issue is environment. I got to take these phones out of their hands. I got to get them away from these little girls whose mamas is not training them. And I got to make sure my boys stay focused. They cannot focus on these phones. They cannot focus at these schools where these little girls are allowed to dress however they want. No, mm. no, I have to remove these boys away from that. And every time I get them, my favorite children to get are the ones from the juvenile court system. Why? When they come to me, they are thirsty to learn. These mm -hmm. kids commit GTA, armed robbery, et cetera. I come get them, bring them in my house. As long as it ain't no extremely violent offense, I bring them in my house. They ask, how did you change him? I change his environment. This is why boarding is important. We cannot send them to school every day and thinking that's going to help them or this is one day program or giving them a basketball here and there. No, they need to see a man be a man. In order to be a man, you got to see a man, period. Hey, that's the only way you're going to do it, man. Uh, and, it's, and it's like they want to attack me for no reason. I just say just simple stuff trying no, to help no, out no, 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 man. No, not to cut you off. Do not think <laughs> that they're attacking you for no reason. They're attacking, oh, yeah, that's for a reason. They're attacking yeah. you. They're attacking me. They're attacking all of us because you affecting their bottom dollar. I'm affecting, exactly. I'm affecting their bottom dollar from the media standpoint and exposing what they're doing. Man, mm -hmm. when I started saying put trades and coding in school, first thing they did from my mm -hmm. hometown is they put me on the phone with certain people and they say, well, go ahead and stop talking about it and we'll bring you on. And then we'll put the trading and coding in school and mm -hmm. uh, just, just don't talk about it anymore. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> like, because it needs man. to go around the world. Like, why it, Why do I have man. to not curse? Why do I have to be who you want me to be in yeah. order to help a child? And what's like, crazy is, man, what's crazy is another thing with that is you speak about going around the world and the and the message has to go everywhere. I have a lot of people, you know, of black people in particular who try to question my validity because white people like what I do. And I'm just like, why exactly would I ostracize white people from liking what I do? I'm like, which I wouldn't put up a sign and say, hey, white people, you're not allowed to like what we're doing because I have a, you know, I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a lot of white followers. I'm just like, well, they like what I do. What you want me to, it should be tough not to. I'm like, we're going right. to go to every place I can go to put the message out. I have black people that got mad at me because I went on Fox News. I'm like, you say Fox News is racist. They caught me on there to talk about this program that's helping black children. What's and the problem? probably let you talk more than Rolling. They, they let me talk more than CNN did. So I'm just like, I, I've been on there more than CNN. So I'm just like, how exactly, you know, is it a problem for white people not to like what I'm doing? Then, you know, I have some white folks try to get at me because, um, like, I think uh, it was maybe about um, a few months ago, I made a tweet um, about uh, somebody got upset with me because I, it was like, you're going to allow, allow white kids at the school? Yeah, I'm going to allow white children. Why would I not allow white kids at the school? What, what I mean? What kind of Something stupid. Mean? Look, so I said, I said, that was like, um, they said something. I said, uh, if all white people are racist, then why not use the white racist money to, to, uh, to fund black causes? I'm like, yeah. if you claim, if you claim that they racist, then wouldn't it be better for you to take the white folks money then and use it for your cause? You talking about you want reparations? 
Then Wouldn't that be sticking it to the man? That would be sticking it to the man. But I'm just like, then I'm just like, you talking about you want reparations? Then you come at me talking about, oh, King gets funding from anti-black organizations. The government is your anti-black organization, remember? So why do you want funding from them? Pick, pick and choose what you want to talk about. That's, I'm, literally, you know, I'm yeah. just like, I'm, I'm going to allow white people support. I'm going to go to every little platform that's going to give me a microphone because I'm speaking to the people, not the platform. They got mad at me for going to CPAC. And they got mad at me for going to any anybody's, you know, other, uh, you know, white organizations, little talks or whatever like that. I'm not, I'm going to talk to Candace Owens. I'm going to talk to Brandon Tatum. I'm going right. to talk to Dr. Boyce. I'm going to talk to Dr. Umar. I'm going to talk to Talk to everybody. That's talk to everybody. Yeah. I'm going to go, if I get a chance to go to Candace Show, I'm going to go on Candace Owens Show. I'm going to go on Prager U. I'm going to go do, I'm going to do a super pro-black. I'm going to do a super far-right. It don't matter because I'm going to give the message wherever I go. If you believe in who I am and my message about helping these kids, you shouldn't. It shouldn't matter whose platform I go to because I'm giving right. the message to the people, not not the platform. Now tell tell them. Uh, this sister asks, "What's your cash app?" Tell them your uh, cash app and ways to donate. What's absolutely. up, Mr. you? Uh, you can go to the extraboys.org. That's our website. You can go there um, to see the cash app, the Venmo, our PayPal. Um, also, we will follow one C three, so you can get tax deductible donations. Um, we have two different organizations, so we have our LLC and we have our nonprofit. Um, so for people who need to be able to uh, get their tax donations, go to theexforboys.org, and it'll be on my name tag too. If, if whenever you pull my name back up, it, it's right there on the um, thing. Okay, where you got it in the chat? Somebody will put it in the chat. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put it in the chat now because that's what I've been looking at when I'm looking at my yeah, phone. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll put it up there. Right, and then, then also. Um, Miss Angela Stanton is texting me. We want to sponsor a table for you to bring yourself and a couple of your um your boys out. We have a little uh mama's cooking event. We're gonna do it in like a uh Nino Brown theme. I put it on my Instagram. Okay. Um, but it's gonna be November the twenty seventh. So if you okay, can man. come November the twenty seventh, it's gonna be it's gonna be some good fun, man. I'm Where's gonna be cooking and everything. Yeah, it's gonna be here in Atlanta. Okay, so man. um I'll see I'll shoot you the little I'll shoot you the flyer real quick. Yeah, I'm I'm literally throwing it in my calendar now. Yeah. And I put it in the comment, um, comments to this boys.org. Look at these retards. His daddy is the fed. I just, just told y'all, y'all so weird. <laughs> okay, man. I got you in there. Oh, wow. Oh, I appreciate that, Miss Carolyn. But yeah, somebody talking about FBI, FBI, FBI. But but that I just don't understand. Like it, it seemed like we find a reason to attack each other. Like that that just don't make any sense. What does it Man. matter if we want to change what what's going on with these black boys? Because it's my belief that we took uh, all the trades and coding out of school and we put them into prison. Um, mm -hmm. If you talk to your brother, your your friend that you know uh, got the twenty one years. Ask him some of the work detail and the things that they probably have him doing in that jail just to get a little bit of better freedom or a little bit of uh, right. outside time. He's probably mm -hmm. cutting grass. He's probably uh, making tires, making bricks, all kind of things that people could be doing on the streets to get money for. They've, they've monopolized this prison complex thing to where all of our black boys with no skills, they end up going to prison just like the slave day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and speaking of, you know, how we try to tear each other down, you know, one thing I didn't do 
even though some other, you know, maybe a few black leaders, you know, did say something, you know, in disputing me or whatever like that. But one thing I don't believe in is quarreling in public. Um, you know, one of the reasons I've never, you know, said anything back to Brother Tariq, I've tried multiple times to try and reach out to him and try to actually have a conversation with him. Um, because I feel like we need to be behind each other regardless in public. If we got disagreements on specific philosophies, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But as long as we can be be one in public, you know, and make sure we stay on code in public in front of other people, that's important. So anybody that's ever like done a smear against me, you know, I, I let them do it. I may go message them, you know, privately or something like that. I'm like, look, that ain't, for one, that ain't the truth. But for two, let's figure out how we can solve this you know, uh, outside of public relation, like let's not be arguing with each other on, you know, social media. Um, that's that's my biggest thing. Uh, I don't, well, I really don't like that. But one thing I learned: these people are on code. They're on code to make money. <laughs> yes, they're, sir. They're not, <laughs> they're not on the same page as a guy like you and a guy like me. There's a lot of money. Anybody who would look for the disagreement first, um, I don't right. know why society has taught us to find what we don't agree with in a person. Like, you're an individual. There's no way on God's green earth that automatically that I'm going to agree with everything you say. So I don't Absolutely. start I don't start there. I start mm -hmm. with the agreement. And then exactly. we gotta build upon the agreement, and that makes our disagreements a little bit smaller. Yeah. Why can't they come through the door saying, how can I help you do a better job of doing what you're already doing for these boys? Right. That should be the starting point, and nothing else mm -hmm. should matter. Right, especially when you actually see work. And I was telling people before, you know, one thing that differentiates me from all the other guys who are giving smears, when people come to my page, all you're going to see is work. Um, all you're going to see is me with my kids. You're going to see me working with them all the time. You're going to see me at the book club. You're going to see me doing stuff and all these other smears. Because people will just be like, they'll go on their page and they're like, oh, who is this guy talking about? And they come see my page and all they see is work. They're like, well, what you talking about? You know, <laughs> right, like, right. Like, this man over here doing work, you know, and, yeah. that's, and that's how I respond to all haters. You know, I just do more work. I feed more people. I yeah. give more to the community, you know, because that's what it's all about. Is well, that then I need to give you one of my T-shirts. I'm, I'm going to make a shirt because I've been saying this slogan, we're going to kick their draws in their ass with the work. Um, oh, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> I give it up. We go. Hey, I'll, I'll put it right on Instagram. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to kick your draws in your ass with the work. And, uh, I got another shirt I need to send you uh, for, for all your haters. Uh, stop critiquing, bitch, and do the work. Because on, what now. you're doing <laughs> is the work. And what everybody yeah. else is doing, that's what they're doing to me. They critique every little thing that you do. Like, every they don't day. understand that I don't, I don't get a warm embrace in my hometown. So when I came down there with those shoes, people was looking like, oh, hell no, he back again. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. you know how it goes. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. There was some people doing some little things to try to sabotage and try to, you know, make it look a certain way. But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, if you keep fighting, those kids were so excited and so proud to just have some shoes from a person that they they know me. They can identify right. with me. It don't matter what mm -hmm. uh, people on the outside say. A kid can walk up to me and see me at my local park and come shoot ball with me. So yeah. I have a great rapport with the kids and the people. Right. And that's how it's supposed to be. Right. It's just the people that are sitting, the people who are afraid of me in my hometown are the commissioners, are the the uh, the the police chiefs and things. Not all mm -hmm. of them. Not all of them, but a right. lot of them. They're afraid of people actually waking up and, and doing something different. They need criminals. And, and I wish, you know, it's, it's to me, it's all about mindset. That's why young brothers like yourself are so important. Because if we're going to keep saying, 
that the youth and the children are our future and young men like you are our future, then we don't have a bright future. If right. we don't get guys like you and empower guys like you and myself and people who think like you to help these children, these kids are losing. I talk about it all the mm -hmm. time. They have no skills. And you, it, it, it goes from, it get, the problem gets worse the bigger the city. Mm -hmm. So you, you're dealing with a small town. Think about New York. Think about Chicago. Think about California. Think about Man. these cities where these schools are just grounds, gang-infested, you know, battlegrounds. Man, you learn in that environment. Man, I've been traveling around the country doing workshops with these kids in these different bigger cities. So what I do is I go to these work, uh, these different bigger cities, and I do workshops on working on cars. I'll do a brake change and an oil change workshop, and I'll donate brand new tools to those kids out there. But to go to Baltimore, break or workshop. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but to go to Baltimore and go to Brooklyn, and I went to Crenshaw and Nipsey's neighborhood, and, and go to uh, San Diego, etc. Going to these uh different places man um is 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 it kills me you know to see these children who really want to learn something and they don't have the space you know for people to show them and i really really love um you know working with these children because some of these kids are not academically or athletically inclined so mm -hmm. some of them start feeling worthless so when i teach them how to work on a car or how to weld or how to do whatever you know for them to be able to go tell mama hey mama i can do something you know, it, it does something to them. It brings a whole different confidence. Hold on, let me pause you right there. Let me highlight what you just said. You said some of these kids feel worthless if mm -hmm. they're not athletically inclined. Or, or, or academically. Or academically. Mm -hmm. But why why would a kid, because I've never heard a, uh, I've never heard somebody put it like that. Why would a kid come in thinking that he has to be an athlete? Right. So, Again, that's kind of what's pushed on our, our kids via social media, school, and et cetera. You notice they give, they'll highlight the athletes at school. They put all their pictures all over the wall, and et cetera. They, then the smart kids, they'll highlight them, but they won't highlight them as much. And you got that one kid that's in the middle who don't, who ain't super smart and who ain't athletic at all and don't get no awards for nothing, that not even, you know, just something simple. So for me to be able to teach them something and bring confidence, you know, from either to show them how to do something is important because they feel like they're worthless. They feel like they're not, they're capable of doing anything. They just sit at home all day. Their parents fuss at them for not doing nothing. So for them kids to be able to be like, man, mama, let me come change your oil. Let me change your brakes. I even teach them how to make an omelet and how to make cinnamon rolls because I graduated culinary school too. So I always teach them how to cook something. You know, any little thing, you know, that I can do for those kids, you know, is extremely important. So teaching them, you know, these little things and giving them that confidence to show them like, listen, you ain't got to do be athletic. You ain't got to be academically inclined. You can right. get out here and just do something. You can work with your hands. You can build a computer, you know, and just exposing them to different things. But even other sports, like a lot of these kids don't even have to play basketball or football. I'm like, professional ping pong players make like $140,000 on average a year. And that's what? just, yes. Profe uh, Hold on now. Profe professional ping pong. Yes, bro. Boy, <laughs> and I'm just guy, like, what's the shelf like? What's the career length? As long as my shoulder good, I can play? And long, I guess so, but that's but that's your average player. You talking about good ping pong players make tons of money. You know, bowling, all these scholarships. You no, can I can't get bowl no more. I used to be good. My hip messed up, but I might try. I got you. <laughs> but yeah, you got you got bowling scholarships. You got all these Olympic sports that you never see black kids in. Like, go watch the Olympics and look at all the sports you never see black people. You're right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you can put your kids in this stuff and they can make money. I'm like, you gotta open their open your eyes, stick your hand out the window. Put the put the windshield on fluid on. Like you really, it's a lot that these kids can get out here and do. And so this is what I want to implement at our school, like giving them other alternatives 
outside of the normal stuff that they are, you know, giving the kids in. But just like you said earlier, they put the trade schools in the prison. Uh, so that's, that's something extremely, you know, uh, hitting. You know, yeah. but again, we are here talking about fixing the system. I'm like, don't fix in the system. Create your own system. You have to develop a competing machine. The only way they're going to compete is if you give people choices. Because if they don't have no choice, they will never get better. We got one school system here. We got a second one coming. The only one, the only reason they're about to start competing, because the second one's coming. And it's going to show them these kids are going to be in uniforms. They're going to be learning. They're going to be smart. They're going to be intelligent. They're going to be reading, et cetera. They're going to look entirely different from the regular public school kids who walking around having sex at school and, and smoking weed at school and all that stuff. All these reports I get all the time. But the graduation rate is high. But that's all we can report. No, stop it, bro. No, let's let's get some real action and real change with these kids. It's only going Absolutely. to come from the people that are actually passionate about it. Man, so how did how did you get like it's confusing to me hearing you talk. You seem very much you seem older than 21, 22 years old. So I know that the, the old school cats raised you and it took a village, but how did you get this mindset to to go buy land? to do the things that you're doing and to have enough strength when you're facing adversity. Because the things that I notice about a lot of young cats, as soon as something they say don't go the way they plan it, they don't have enough get back up in them. As soon as they get mm -hmm. knocked down, it's over with. So what gave you that get back up and that drive to keep pushing at such an early age? The kids that I'm working with give me that get back up. Um, and because these kids are counting on me. Yeah. Um, they've watched so many people give up on them time and time again in their lives, their parents, school teachers, etc. Once they see that I allow them to make mistakes and I keep teaching them, etc., you know, it's it's beautiful. And plus, you know, the wisdom I get, of course, I got, you know, from uh, the men that helped raise me. But when people study our civil rights leaders, they just like to go look at them and post pictures and say, oh, yay, Malcolm X. Oh, yay, Dr. King. But they ain't really practicing none of the principles at all that these people actually, you know, try to push on them. That's why I've been posting a lot of stuff about Malcolm. I'm like, y'all would call Malcolm a cool nowadays. Because mm -hmm. the stuff Malcolm was saying, y'all disagree with. So sometimes right. I'll, I'll purposely say a quote and, and won't give it credit to Malcolm just so people are like, oh, you a cool, you you were this, you were that. And I'm like, oh, but Malcolm said it. Uh, oh, yeah. But I actually listen to what they say. I listen to them all the time. I read their books. I study what they're talking about. They gave us the keys a while ago. These communities should have been fixed. You know, but this is this is what we stand. We're not wanting to actually, you know, fix our communities because they gave us the keys, man. We just have to look at the 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 move that our civil rights leaders was trying to make, mm -hmm. watch the mistakes that they made and don't make them, and keep moving forward. Then you got to train replacements. If they come and shoot me right now, my little brother is is don't a say stand that. up. You know, no, I'm not no, just being no, real. No, we don't want to put that out. That ain't. I'm gonna just be. being real because they <laughs> they killed Dr. King, but he didn't train no replacements. Malcolm mm -hmm. didn't train no replacements. Fred Hampton didn't train no replacements. They they had no replacements. That is our problem. See, yeah. they they can't take out Farrakhan because he got thousands of replacements. You know, they can't take out some of these other people because they have replacements. You have to train replacements. That is extremely important. Imagine if Dr. King, you know, had some guys, uh, you know, some kids that. Uh, he trained up those rolling with him as time went by. You know, Malcolm had some guys. He was training up, you know, whatever as time went by. And you can't, you can drop a, you can kill Malcolm, but you can't kill a message. You know, right. that's, that's, that's something that's important. So me training these replacements before I get out here on these public platforms and, and advocate for this, that, and third. No, we're going to be training replacements. So if y'all do decide, oh, we're going to have to offer him, we're going to make sure we got a whole bunch of other ones ready for you, you know, uh, to come right behind us to keep our communities standing because sitting all of them could be so much better man and we have so many plans 
you know, for our city with these kids. We're talking about buying up these cheap buildings. Like, our household income is so low that our real estate is just extremely low. Like, my home mortgage is $393. I got three bed, two bath, four acres. And, I'm coming to and, Alabama. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I'm coming to all, baby. <laughs> bro, the, the real estate here is so cheap, bro. And I'm just like, dude, like, we can buy our own buildings. Buy a, our own land. I bought my 40 acres for 100K. That was literally it, bro. I'm telling you, this stuff here is so cheap, man. I'm telling you, dog. <laughs> like, we man, can do it ourselves. Hold on. You say what? 100K. That's it. That is literally it, bro. Like, stuff down here is so Shut cheap, up. man. It's so cheap. But, but, we, but we can do it. So I want to be able to show our people, via me and our children that we're working with, that we can go open up these these businesses, start our own businesses, and build up our city ourselves. We can do it. We can take government assistance when we need to, et cetera, but we have a problem with waiting on government assistance. We cannot do that. We have right. to go make sure we are working on our own communities first. Once we're working on our own communities first, we can make something happen. We have to get out here and do something for ourselves in these communities before anybody comes to do it for us. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's extremely important. But once we start working in our own communities, once we start doing stuff in our own communities, I think other people will get, you know, and be like, you know what? I can't go do something because you ain't never seen it done before. All you've right. seen is your pastor tell you what you can't do, and your pastor tell you you got to vote for this person, and your favorite pro-black act, uh, activist telling you you got to do this and that, or whatever. You got to ask or this person. Or your favorite athlete. Right. Or you got to go protest this or protest that. I don't, man, look, dog. We, I'm, I'm, I'm all protested out. Me I'm too. all I'm all of that. Let's, let's go work in our now. communities. I'm all marched out. Let's go work in our community, man. That stuff yeah. ain't helping us. They we're doing exactly what they want us to do. And yep. I keep telling them that they're controlling us via social media. All these marches and all that stuff that where they planted people and all that stuff like that. And these marches that serve to destroy your own hometowns, etc. They want you all flabbergasted and, and messed up about that stuff. Man, they do that stuff on purpose. They will yeah. not galvanize y'all to go fix your community. They won't galvanize y'all to go door knocking for you to open your own schools or do homeschooling programs. They won't galvanize y'all to go open up banks. They won't galvanize y'all to go, you know, open up to grocery stores and buy land and feed your people in your community. They won't galvanize y'all to that, but they'll spend money on marketing you to vote. They'll spend billions on voting. Go, go look at your, your favorite politician, uh, you know, campaign fund and see how much money they spend on marketing for voting. Marketing mm. for voting. See how much of that money they could have put in the community. If, if a, a politician can't campaign with the work, I don't trust you. You can come. You can come campaign by coming to feed people. You can come campaign by coming to help with some workshops or something. I don't trust no politician. You run for something, I don't trust you. Period. I don't trust right. until you come do something. I don't expect nothing from no politician unless they do it. I don't care what you're telling me. I don't care what you're telling me. You gonna do no? Are you? Did you do it? Okay. Well, right. then I don't want to hear it. You ain't did it. Then you just, you just like everybody else. Just like the rest of them. And that's that's what be killing us, man. Because we keep being stuck with. This this is a hate love hate relationship with the Democrat Party. <laughs> we gonna keep, you know. Hey dog. <laughs> hey man. Malcolm told us about Democrat Party, but we don't want to listen, man. Because they no. they immediately think that when you say you know something against the Democrat Party, you're uh, advocating for a voting party. I'm not advocating for them either. I'm telling no. you, one party gonna bite you with a smile, the other one gonna bite you with a growl. If okay, now you you still gonna end up being big. But what you need to do is open your dang old eyes because one of them is biting and hiding hiding their mouth, acting like they your friend. That's the one that's really biting you. Mm -hmm. It don't make no sense, dog. They biting but... you, holding on to you, shaking, won't let you loose. <laughs> and you just like, uh-uh, it don't yeah. hurt that bad. They not hurting me. They still we love can, me. I can just put some Novocaine in my arm. <laughs> I'll be okay. I want to suffer peacefully. That's what we like to do. We like to suffer yeah. peacefully. 
Blood yeah. be running all down your own dogs and tearing you up, but you want to suffer peacefully. That's 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 our relationship with the Democrat Party. We sit there and let them juice us up with dumb stuff all dog on time just to, to suppress suppress our pain. We just yeah. suffering out here peacefully. They yeah. out here giving us all the medicine and telling us everybody else is racist because they don't really uh market your vote. They just they just tell you that racist Republicans trying to hurt you and then you just go vote for for blue just cause. Well, I'm, I'm like, getting this line. I don't want to deal with racism. Like, right. And I'm just like, bro, it's 2021, bro. Y'all still we I got grown 40, 50 year olds out here running their mouth talking about racism and all that. I'm like, bro, get your behind up and go do something, bro. Exactly. You're 50 years old and you still running around here talking about racism every five seconds. Yo, every post you make, racist this, racism that. Bro, fuck that, man. Let's move. Like, I don't yeah. got time for that. We have to reject. Dubois' uh, double consciousness theory. WEB got us out here thinking that we got to worry about what white people think about us all the time. Absolutely not. I, I ain't got time for that. What nobody think. I don't care what they think. If they, if they, don't, if they, they can think they're superior all day. I don't care. White folks can think they're more superior to me. I don't care. Let them do their thing. I'm going to do me. Why yes. you do them? Oh, yes. As long as you don't come bring that junk to my, my uh, front door, I don't care. I'm going to keep working in my community. Cause right now the only people that's really putting all the roadblocks in my way and, and doing all the smear campaigns and all that crap is people they're that look just like me. So I'm on here. Hey, but let me ask Man. you this: If you had your way, right? If if, mm -hmm. if you had your way, which I believe you're gonna get your way, and you got everything accomplished in Albany that you want, somebody said, you know what? We're gonna buy into what you're gonna do. What mm -hmm. would you start with and what would be your end goal for uh, Albany? Uh, definitely, I want to start with our children. Um, that's because I work with them. So that's immediately starting up multiple schools um, in Albany to support elementary school children, middle school, and uh, high school children. And that making sure that the children are being taught separately. Girls and boys need to be taught separately. I will stand by that to the end of time. Boys and, boys and girls need to be taught separately. There's so many studies that show that students learn better separately, for one. But for two, we have an airport here um, in Albany where we have one plane that leaves out of here uh, and goes to Atlanta. The city of Albany is not a small city. It's mm. not a small city at all. We have a small population, and we have lots of land. Um, there is so much um, potential for this city to grow um, that we don't see. I want to see our airport grow. Why we only got one plane leaving out of here? Albany also has so much rich history. Ray Charles was born here. We got some old slave tunnels underground. I mean, we got a lot of rich history here in the city of Albany. Uh, Martin Luther King came through here. Um, these got some old churches that still standing that the civil rights leaders went through, et cetera. We have so much potential here in the city of Albany. All these buildings, uh, we got potential to have skyscrapers and everything. This is what we see. So what I plan to do, and I'm glad you asked me about it, is we're going to get somebody to come do a full rendering um, of the city for us. And what we're going to do is actually have a, a model online for my boys to look at and pictures to go on the walls um, at our school for us to see where we want the city of Albany to be in 10 to 15 years and how, and how we're going to do it. Um, mm -hmm. So you're talking about expanding the airport, amusement parks, um, not just that, uh, opening up movie theaters, etc., bringing more business, our own factories. We can have our own factories. We ain't got to um, um, bring, you know, uh, no, no new companies in. We can have our own factories. Let's go grow some food and, and open up our own canning factory. We can our, our own vegetables and stuff like and, and feed our own people. And, um, you know, just, just um, all this little stuff like that. I have like an actual plan, but it's just like a little basic stuff I come up with off the top of my head, you know, that we could have been implemented, you know, in our city, you know, but we can do it ourselves. So I'm going to be able to show my boys 
that we can do this. And I, what I want to do is actually show them, show them these things with their eyeballs and allow them to actually help work on it because it's going to be different, you know, when, once they are able to work on it themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so I have like many little ideas, you know, that if everything works out, you know, and I get my way, um, I want to make sure I'm also grooming our next politicians, you know, for our city. I want to groom the next commissioners. I want to groom the next mayors, doctors, police officers, et cetera. I want to build families. Police officers? Black police officers? Absolutely. Look, look, it was crazy. I've been telling folks all the time, they be like, oh, the police is so bad. I'm like, yeah. bro, you, why would you not want folks? Because we don't have that issue here in Albany. Why? Right. Because everybody, for one, we 77% black city. Number two, we know all the officers. Every time I get pulled over, I'm like, oh, what's up, bro? What's going on? Right. I feel right. comfortable. You know, right. so just like, why, why, we ain't even got those issues if we have people, you know, that actually we know. Or whatever, but yeah, even raising our own police officers, doctors, lawyers, etc. I even want with our schools, um, people might think this is a little interesting uh, and a little far-fetched, but with our schools and our boys and girls schools separately, I just want to pair these students together to build families, you know, uh, in the future. Um, I think that'll be something extremely important, like pairing these kids together, like from, uh, you know, who may be interested in the same types of things, who can help each other, who can build a family, et cetera. Not saying we're going to force them to get married, but let's pair these students together, figure out if they can build a family or something, you know, one day. Because that's something we got to do. Like, we got to put yeah. families back together. We got to yeah. get dads back in the homes. We got to make sure our moms is not working as much as they have to. Because shout out to single moms, but we shouldn't want that. Because we love touting around, you know, single mom this and single mom that. I applaud single moms, trust me, I watch them work all the time, but that's not a goal and that's not something we should just want to see all the time. No, we should want our our, our dads in the homes. Because yeah. I said that one time before, I was like, you know, boys need their dads. And somebody was like, oh, well, you're discounting the work for single moms. And right. you, shouldn't, you shouldn't say that a, a woman can raise a boy just as good as a man can. I said, what? No, they can't. I said, that's just like me saying I can raise a daughter just as good as a, mom, a, a, a woman. I cannot do that. And, that's just, right. and be honest about it. You know, so that's that's just little, you know, things that I, I do wish to fix. Um, but you know, we're gonna do everything slowly, I'm gonna do things one step at a time. Um, and we're gonna make the thing happen. But man, I have so many uh different ideas for the city of Albany. I'm not gonna be one of them people that open leave, folks can try to call me a sellout. What's crazy is I've had so many opportunities to sell out. I've had people offer to come fully pay for my program to move to different cities. Oh, I know, I, I know you have. <laughs> trust me, I and, and I'm like, if y'all actually saw all the stuff I've been turning down. Uh, talking about selling out or whatever. I said, y'all notice how fast my, my rise was and, and how fast it stopped? I said, this, I said, listen, I said, I was rising so fast. Like, after the roller market thing, I had so many people coming from different places. Oh, we can do this. White conservatives, black folk, everybody. Was, oh, we can do this. We can fund you here. We can get this, that, that, and third, blah, blah, blah. Nope. I was like, nope, nope. Not taking that, not taking that, not taking that. And, and my growth stopped. Like, it literally stagnated. Nobody you, didn't bite, you didn't bite that apple that I tell everybody about. No. And that's the no. same thing happened to me. I came no. to YouTube, shot up, got drafted, you know, started getting in rooms where they listening to me like, wait a minute. You want to buy what? Where? Yeah. You want to buy mm -hmm. your own community? If you notice, there's one thing that most athletes, current athletes that's in the league and mm -hmm. most rappers, they do not do. They do not go buy their neighborhood up. You're talking about no. millions of dollars. Why yeah. won't they go by their neighborhood? Now, I tried it. I know why they don't go by their neighborhood up. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> they, they, almost, they almost look at you like, the vibe I got was like, boy, who, you, who do you think you are? Who you think you is, yep. Like, who the hell do you think you are? Been and so I say on my platform, just to piss them off, I say, you're going to respect me like you respect them white boys. Because yep. I know that hurts some people down deep in their stomach. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, yep. 
But man, we got a link, man. I I, I want to be careful about saying everything that I'm doing on YouTube because there's so many people coming after me. But I got your number, and Albany is not too far from Brunswick. I want to show you some of the things that I'm doing. I want to definitely come see some of the things you're doing. Oh, yeah, we uh, definitely going to leave Brunswick right up the street from me, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Shout out to Hater Brady. Get a, 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 a cap put on my tooth that broke off. So I might have to ride through all bit and just sneak up on you and stuff like that. I got you, man. Just text me and give me a shout. Shout out to Haven Brady, too. Uh, this, uh, he's a kid. He's, I think he's 18 or 19 now. Um, he's yeah. out of Albany. He's a top He's a top ranked boxer. Um, so he's doing really well. Um, I know okay. he's good. So I just want to give him a shout out because I saw it on the screen. Man, is there anything else you want to share with the people, man? Because I don't want to keep you too long. I definitely appreciate you. We got to do this uh, again, man. I, I Like I said, I want to show you some mm -hmm. of the things I'm doing, and, and, and maybe we can bounce some ideas across each other. And, you know, maybe you can bring some of your guys down, and, and we can use some of my influence or whatever little bit I have in my hometown. They, they love a photo op, so if we can bring of course, yeah. there. You know how I got you. Come and like, hey, uh, we yeah. like them now. So, oh yeah, absolutely, man. Well, all I got to say is, um, for one, uh, I don't know if you know this lady named Chief Janice. Uh, I'll send you her uh, info, but shout out to her. But man, um, I always say the same thing when I get off every show. Um, I have a local hometown rapper. Uh, his name is Cantrell. Um, he says obstacles are optical illusions. They're not really there. Jump mm -hmm. high anyway. Jump high just in case. That's how I live my life. But you can follow me on social media at New Emerging King on all social media platforms. Our website is thexforboys.org. That's T-H-E, the letter X, F-O-R-B-O-Y-S.org. You can come there to go see all of our pictures of all the things I've taught the boys, some of our videos. You can come there to see how to volunteer. You can go there to see how to donate. Whatever you need to see is going to be on thexforboys.org, including my social media handle. So that's T-H-E, the letter X, F-O-R-B-O-Y-S.org. Man, I definitely appreciate your time, man. This has been fun, man. I, I already knew this was going to be a great uh, little podcast, but, man, Oh yeah, you got, a, you got a bright future ahead of you. Keep powering through. Um, don't give up, and, and uh, definitely come see us in uh, Atlanta, because uh, I know Miss oh, yeah. Angela, Angela speaks so highly of you. She loves the things that you're doing. I and, love her. I love her. I don't think you understand how important the things that you are doing. The, the ground, the people that are on the ground like you and doing the work every day is so important that, like she said, you gotta, we gotta empower guys like you and give you the tools necessary to keep fighting and doing what you're doing. I don't understand why we don't do that without trying to find the disagreement, find the drama, right. but hopefully more people will get on board without all the talking and drama and just, if they're not gonna support you, then they should do the same work as you, like I, like I would Absolutely. always say. You're not gonna support this brother and get behind him. We don't need to be interviewing athletes and and rappers and everybody just right. talking. What you're doing is amazing. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. I salute you, and we're going to link. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you bringing me on. I definitely appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for your time, brother. All right, peace. All right. Yo, yo, yo. That was King Randall. That, that's, a, that's an amazing young man. Shout out to everybody who raised this brother, because uh, you, guys, you guys raised the gym. I mean, this guy's 21 years old with 40-something acres of land. Uh, and he's not, you know, showboating. He's, he's doing it to give back and help. And that's how you judge a man, by his work. Uh, you should judge everybody and anybody by their work and not what they say so much. People can say anything. Uh, people have told me they love me. Then I found out through their actions, they hate the fuck out of me. But they said they love me. <laughs> but uh, shout out to everybody who super chatted and donated uh, definitely please go support that brother, man. 
if you're not going to support them, get like them. You know, we got to start doing the work. We have to stop complaining. We have to stop focusing on a system to save us. Uh, we got so many people double talking. America is racist. White people hate us. But then we beg those very same white people to come save us. That doesn't make sense at this point. I wouldn't allow somebody to come in my home and then disrespect me over and over again. If we're in America, we shouldn't be disrespecting this flag. We should be representing this flag. I'm glad this brother is saying that he's going to have more police officers. My nephew is a cop. And you know what my nephew don't do? He don't just run around just find, chasing Negroes and trying to hurt them. He actually is kind of cool. And uh, if you're doing the right thing, and even if sometimes he catch you in a bad moment, he lets you just talk, have your little bad day, and then give you some good advice. Now, if you don't take said advice, yeah, it's going to jail. <laughs> but if you take said advice, he'll give you a pass. And that's how our police should do. Our police shouldn't be out here just to lock people up so they can make money off the backs of their labor. And that's what I believe is going on. That's what a lot of other people believe is going on. Um, that, that would be the only thing that makes sense. That, that's the only reason why you would shout and say kids are our future but then STEM programs are not in schools. The only thing that makes sense that you want them in prison. You have no STEM, you have no trades, you have no coding. Even the people that said, Kwame, stop joking. We want you positive. Where are these people at? This was a great show. This was a positive show. Where are these people tonight? So do we really want to be positive or do we want to be entertained by somebody talking about celebrities? Like, I think we all we want to do is be entertained. That's why I bring in the jokes. That's why I make you laugh. Because I know you just want to be entertained. Uh, when they brought our so-called black vice president, all she did was come down here to the 8K, woo, or whatever uh, sorority she with, and she came down and danced. And now y'all ain't seen her since. She danced her way into getting you to vote and then slid her ass right to her husband and ain't talked to y'all yet. So what are we going to do? Are we going to keep voting for a system that does not work for us? Because it ain't the system at this point. It's us. We got to do something different. If we're not going to be willing to do something different, we should not be complaining. Um, I, I put my actions behind what I say, and hopefully you guys start doing the same. I'm going to probably go to bed now. I tried. I got, I got halfway through my coffee. But I don't need any more coffee because then I'm going to end up turning up, waking up and going out. But I, I'm going to bed tonight. I had enough fun. But thank you for everybody who came. Shout out to uh, Carcino, Ticket TV, um, Straight Talk, uh, Straight Talk TV, Self Talk. Um, man, shout out to everybody. But we gone. And, oh, what else was I supposed to say? What else was I supposed to say? But anyway, make sure if you guys want to come on November 27th, uh, go to my Instagram. I'm going to be posting a link in the Instagram where you guys can. Uh, uh, what did she say we can do? You guys can. We're going to be giving away one ticket. Uh, what did she say? Mama's cooking. My okay, we're gonna be giving away one free ticket per week. Get a little taste of mama's cooking. Go check it out. You might get a free ticket. One ticket per week. Y'all have a blessed night. Get a little taste of mama's cooking.
Mama's cooking, mama's cooking, mama's cooking, mama's cooking, mama's cooking. There's a new sheriff in town, bitches. Get a little taste of mama's cooking, mama's cooking, mama's cooking. Get a little taste of mama's cooking. Mama's cooking, mama's cooking, mama's cooking, mama's cooking, mama's cooking, mama's cooking. Fuck you, Tom, nigga. My mama's cooking, my mama's cooking, my mama's cooking. Bitch, you can't do it. I'm gonna get a beat to that. Bitch, bitch, you can't eat. Bitch, bitch. You can't do it, bitch, bitch, you can't do it. I'ma slow it down for the Texan nigga. Bitch, you can't do it, bitch, you can't do it, bitch, you can't do it. Fuck you talking about, nigga. Get a little taste of mama's cooking, mama's cooking, mama's cooking. Get a little taste of mama's cooking. Wow, wow. Get a little taste of mama's cooking, mama's cooking, mama's cooking. Get a little taste of mama's cooking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.